Hi, everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. Rolled up, they're rocking the roll, as the kids used to say back in the day. Rocking the roll, tight roll, tight roll, tight roll. French cuff. Guy had the wolf sweatshirt on. He was 22. He looked like uh, Fulton Reed from Mighty Ducks. (laughs) And so my brother, who was drinking, yells out, "Flying V, Fulton Reed!" Like, oh, thanks, you you ruined it. Ah, but, see, uh, that movie's right up there with Sandlot. I yeah, that was, I mean, it was pretty fun, New Year's. You know what else fucking happened on New Year's? Oh, shit. Who, you know what else happened Who gave New him Year's? a bang? Some dipshits. <laughs> That's Dave's word. <laughs> Some fucking dipshits in Germany decided bucks. to fucking celebrate New Year's by setting off those fucking lanterns. You know, the ones that you, you light on fire and they float up in the air? Oh, off yeah. into God knows fucking where. Yeah, Karate Kid 3. No, I understand. No, they, that was the water. They put that oh, on the right, water. Oh, that's right. It was the water. Now, as I understand, as I've been educated, apparently there's like these, they make the lanterns that are supposedly biodegradable and like guaranteed to burn out before they, before they fall. Okay? Which I, I don't really trust. But whatever these people used uh, wasn't... Wasn't the good ones. So, what about wind? They got the cheap yeah. ones. <laughs> it was. How it do you w- get the cheap ones? That just it was. Burn it was all over. The, it was all over the news. And look, this I, <clears throat> I've been bitching about littering on my Facebook since fucking day one. Okay, that was I, actually his first Facebook post. It probably stop the littering. It probably <laughs> <Hashtag>. was. <laughs> no, but for real. <laughs> I have been bitching about littering on my Facebook page since day one. Long before I even had fucking Instagram, I've been bitching about littering. To me, littering is one of the laziest, most pathetic piece of shit moves that you can do because it it says multiple things about you. One, it says I don't give a fuck about the environment. I'm just going to throw my trash wherever, whether it be on the side of the road in your city, up north, wherever. It says I don't give a fuck about the environment. Two... It says, I'm too fucking lazy to just leave my shit with me until I find the proper trash receptacle. Look, if shit's in your car, just wait till you get to a fucking gas station. Wherever you are, just hold on to your shit until you can properly dispose of it. And three, you're saying, I don't care if somebody else has to fucking pick up after me. I'm going to throw this shit where it doesn't belong, knowing very well, sooner or later, that somebody else is going to have to fucking clean it up. Littering? It's fucking lazy, and it makes you an asshole. And I will roundhouse you in the face if I fucking see you do it. This is for you, Dad. But fucking, I've been bitching about littering for years. And so to see a story, and look, this is littering, okay? When you When you send balloons up into the sky, when you light lanterns and send them up into the sky, this is littering. You're not going to get them back. That's littering. We have all been taught since we were born what goes up. Must come down, okay? If you send a balloon 
off into space. You have a string, you have a balloon. Sooner or later, the helium's going to come out or, or fucking run out, whatever the fuck you call it, with helium. <laughs> what do you think happens? I, I, when people send balloons off into the air or off into space, it's like, what do you think happens? They fucking like magically fucking float off into Narnia and they don't litter? <laughs> think about, there's people send, there's people groups that'll send hundreds of balloons up. That's, there's shit's landing everywhere. And yeah, where do you think it's going to fucking land? Uh, around turtles, necks, dolphins eat now, it. Now, if it lands in the city, now, if you're lucky at best, all that shit will land. Like, well, let's just focus on balloons for right now because those aren't going to set shit on fire, okay? But at best, the balloons land in the city where some, you know, maintenance worker or some, you know, municipal, municipality has people there to clean it up. At worst, it's landing in people's fucking yards or in their houses. They got to clean that up. And then, like you said, Quinn, what if it's landing out in fucking nature, out in the woods, in, in our fucking water and shit like that? When you send balloons up in the air, that shit's going to come down somewhere. It is littering. And look, I had some discussions. There were some people that reached out to me and were like, hey, you know what? We, we put balloons up as a memorial for my friend you know we put balloons up as memorial for my dad and i understand that people would do it with a good intention but you have to think when you're doing stuff like that regardless of the intention what is going to be the end result of what we're doing here and when you release balloons up into the air the end result is the string in the balloon itself sooner or later is going to fall down and it's litter you know and and yeah sometimes gatherings do this it's it's 50 at a time uh, <clears throat> a friend of mine that i work with Mike Barnhill. No, he's a uh, friend of the podcast. Real good guy. Real good guy, Mike Barnhill. He grew up in Ohio when he was saying like in 85 or something, they were trying to set some Guinness Book of World Records and they wanted to release like 1.5 million fucking balloons. Jesus, what a Wow. Mess. And they, yeah, apparently he said it was Ass. some, he said it was some big shit show and whatever, but it's like <laughs> there had to be at least one person when this whole idea was fucking concocted who said, hey, you know what? Uh, this is going to mean a, a million pieces of rubber and going strings going into Lake Erie or landing on our fucking highways or whatever, or it's, it's going to come down and it's just, it's just stupid. And, and again, I understand that for balloons, for parties or celebrations, whatever, when you release it up into the sky, oh, there it's, it's floating off with the wind and it's going up with their spirit. Yeah, no, it's not. It's floating up. It's getting to a certain height and it's fucking coming down on its litter. So stop. But that, that leads me into my fucking story into real I'm hot about this. I'm real fucking hot about you know this. What they should do, Dave, they should just go outside and shoot guns off into the air like real men would do. That's how you <laughs> celebrate. Well if you shoot guns off into the air, you still what, have what goes you up still, still, what goes up, still down. comes down. Ah, so you ever, it's called you ever, gravity. If you're haven't, shooting, you ever, haven't you ever seen a thousand ways to die? Somebody actually shooting died from that. It goes into the atmosphere. <laughs> Yes, you can't. Ooh, you can't see, just shoot guns up into the air. Although, and, and, what the hell? I'm just trying to shoot the moon out. This is, this gets to a fucking another incredible Richard Phillips story about a game him and his friends used to play, <laughs> which we pistol? won't get. No, they used to. All right, you just tell it. Just tell it real quick before I finish my fucking rant. We talk about these lanterns. Him and his buddies when he was young. Now, Richard Phillips, mind you, might seem like the strict strict stepdad doing quirky stuff around my house, but he was a fucking wild child, okay? Wild child, which is probably why he was strict as he was. But him and his buddies used to get together, and one would take a fucking bow and arrow and shoot the arrow straight up in the fucking air, right? And the game was, who could stand there the longest? Like, who had the balls to not move? Okay, you know like what I'm in that saying? Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, grown-ups. Grown like, ups. the arrow's coming down, coming mm -hmm. down, and are the guys going to scatter, or are you going to stand there? And he said one yeah. time he had his hands on his fucking hips, and it came down and, like, went through the hole in his arm and hit the ground. He said if he had been over a foot, would have hit him in the fucking heart, he would have been dead. 
crazy shit. But Andrew, Pass. yes, correct. With firearms, uh, bullets, anything, what goes up must come much down. Much safer to use bullets than a bullet. Let's, so let's, that's the point. Let's yeah, much safer to use a bullet because it's you know. Yeah, there, 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 that's it. That's let's it. get to this news story. So in Germany, These on assholes. New Year's Day, three women. Uh, so this is the news story. Three women are under investigation in Germany for launching paper sky lanterns into the air to celebrate New Year's Day after a fire ripped through a building at a zoo, killing dozens of animals. Officials at the Krefeld Zoo, located near the Dutch border, said last Wednesday on Facebook that their worst fears have become reality after the overnight blaze, which killed over 30 animals, five orangutans, two gorillas, a chimpanzee, several monkeys, as well as bats and birds. An unfathomable tragedy hit us short after midnight, they said our eight building burned to the foundation. This is because three people carelessly, thoughtlessly decided to send fucking flaming lanterns up into the sky for a stupid celebration. Okay, this is absolutely fucking asinine. Okay, now I've and I'm oh god, you guys see me. They had to get it for their Instagram. I, I understand, and I had some people reach out to me, and, and a good friend Heart of mine, a, a friend of mine lost her husband earlier on this year, and, and they sent lanterns up in his memory. And I can, she's an intelligent woman, a, a very articulate individual, and she said we use these biodegradable lanterns that were, you know, supposed to like guaranteed to like burn up and burn out before they hit the ground and stuff. And so she was being mindful. Now I've, 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 and I, and I'm a bit of a hypocrite. I, I've seen this and participated at this once in my life. Um, it was 10 years ago. Um, two friends of uh, two guys I know died in a car wreck and, uh, we all got together and there was some people who said, you know, let's get together. And we probably had, they were very popular guys. So we had probably a hundred, 150 people out of bar, um, like a patio area gathering for these guys. And somebody had bought all these lanterns and I didn't want to be the person there. Like, Hey, this is a terrible, you know, it was a memorial for some friends. They played some sad music and wanted to light off the lanterns. I didn't want to be the guy who was like, Hey, this is a really bad fucking idea. Tough to put so the kibosh on I just, that. I just didn't say shit And like to the day, but I, the whole dude, I, I didn't say shit because there was a, a lot of people in, in really bad mourning at the time. But as I saw these lanterns float off, fucking fire in the air, I'm like, where the fuck are these things going to land? Yeah, they got that landfill over there. I'm like, there where are they going to land? And the issue is, even if you get a biodegradable one, anything that you send up in the air, all it takes on a dry land, if, if we've had a, a couple of weeks without rain or there's some sort of drought, all it takes is one little smoldering piece of ash to start a terrible fire. We've seen that in California. The shit going on in Australia right now is, is fucking heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking to see what's going on in Australia right now. And they, they I haven't seen any reasoning how the fire started because the fires are fucking everywhere. It's not like there's one fire. It's all over the country. Yeah, it sounds had, like some of it was lightning. They've I, had really bad droughts. Yeah. There's been a lot of things. But when you send these lanterns up into the air, yep, maybe it's going to fall somewhere in the city. Maybe it's burnt out. Maybe the whole thing has disintegrated and is just into smoke. Fine. But if there's any chance whatsoever that you are sending a lantern up in the air that could fall... This shit could fall on somebody's fucking house. Yeah. It could fall roof. on somebody's so roof. Easy. And if you have... Some stuff that's smoldering on a dry day. It could start somebody's house on fire. It could start a forest fire. It is terribly irresponsible. And so we fuck around a lot here on the Bad Medicine Podcast. That's, you know, that's that's our thing. That's what we Only do. That's what we're good at. We, we come on here fires. and we talk a lot of shit. 
You know, that's that that's our thing. But if if there's ever a, a serious fucking message that we're trying to get across here at the Bad Medicine Podcast with the fire in Germany that killed all those animals at the zoo, with the fires raging in Australia right now, people dying, animals dying, is you have to be mindful when you're doing stuff like that. Look, sending balloons up into the atmosphere, it's littering, but yeah, you're probably not running the risk of setting stuff on fire. Those lanterns have the potential to be deadly and not just deadly to a couple of people. Or And look, if they set a house on fire, that's, that's a terrible, terrible tragedy that somebody's celebration or their mourning could risk the life of another person. But if you're in a state like California or you're in a country that has droughts and is a high risk for fires and things like that, your celebration could turn into a nightmare for countless people and animals. Please be more mindful of your celebrations in those lanterns. It's 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 just it's tragic. It really is. Well, and see, and, these, I, and, and I will I will say this though, and this is this part of the story is mind numbing to me. These three women came forward. That's what surprised me. These three they put women their, their head in the noose. These three women came forward. And the look, despite how careless they were, and I'm not I, I, I I'm sure they didn't do it with any malicious intent. The fact that they came forward to take responsibility for that is and maybe they did it because they were like, look, well, if we come forward and then, you know, they're going to they're going to go easy on us. But the fact that they came forward, but how, how do you how do you prove it? Unless you had video of it going up and coming down, you can't really prove it. So I will say a ton of integrity uh, on the surface, at least from the people who came forward claiming responsibility for it. But uh uh, I, I hate to start off our podcast this week, first one of the new year, um, ranting and seeming like we're rolling into some negative stuff. But this is this is really important stuff, guys. And if and if every once in a while we can take a break from the fuckery that we do here, and God knows we do enough of it to make people think. And if, if one speak for yourself, <laughs> if one person is like has a group of people saying, "Oh, hey, we should set off lanterns to celebrate," and somebody in that group is like, "Oh, fuck," you know, I remember I heard that podcast. You know, we could yeah, set there's some a lot shit. of Dry we pine set, trees. There's a lot here. of dry pine trees. We could set some shit <laughs> on fire. Yeah. Did you ever like light your Christmas tree on fire like after Christmas? Yeah, it doesn't so take all much. dried out. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Look, I'm I'm all How about. How do they guarantee that these lanterns go out? Like, what that's, if there's a 200 the, foot pine tree right that's, there? That's and that's into. and that's the thing. I I'm sure that there are these lanterns that are made of all biodegradable material that probably float up. And if somebody did a calculation on when they burn out, like I'm sure. But the problem is, is like I said, if you get one that floats up to however many hundreds or a thousand feet and burns out, yep, by the time it comes back and lands, uh, it's probably not going to be any risk, but probably isn't good enough for me. If there is one, one piece of smoldering anything left and it lands on a dry pine needle, it lands somewhere, it lands, look, you could have it land on a, look, look, look around here and I'll tell you what, it was on... It was on the northwest side of Appleton. All those hay fields. It was on the northwest side of Appleton, and we saw it floating out towards some farms. I'm not going to lie. You know, and like I said, I don't, I'm not even bringing up when it was or who the people were. My friends listening probably might remember. But I saw some of these lanterns floating towards farms, and it's like, it might, what if it just lands on a fucking pile of hay and starts on fire? It's yeah, like some you, of those farmers depend on all that you money. Have, look, <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys, with fuck, man, with these lanterns, and even with balloons, releasing balloons into the atmosphere 
is, is, is a careless thing to do. And in the lanterns is not only careless, it's dangerous. So look, I understand uh, again, and, and, and I'm not trying to come at anybody personally because I look, I'm sure at some point in my life of, Oh yeah, we're going to let a balloon go. And people do it at celebrations. They do it at funerals. There's a, a number of different reasons. And there's a number of different things that the lantern releases and the balloon releases can symbolize for people. But there's there's better ways to honor those that have, we have lost. There's better ways to celebrate than to potentially litter and to, well, I shouldn't say potentially litter. When you're sending balloons up, it's 100% yeah, chance you're going to litter. Littering. 100%, 100% chance. Yeah. But uh, anyhow. You know what a good way to be a uh, good way to uh, celebrate something would be with some good old rock and roll music. Jesus. Oh. Quinn, Quinn needed to pull, in Quinn needed to pull me out of pull me out of that. Get back yeah, to what we do really on the going bad down that medicine podcast. Yes, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was sorry, about to say, no, well, hey, that was, was all good. To... Needed to be said, but now time for some fuckery, as he said earlier. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I was just about to say, well, I, that's enough for this week's episode. I was waiting for this guy to become the new Daniel Bryan over here. I don't this hemp belt or something. Gonna lie to you, Quinn. I'm not so sure that this next story you're about to roll into <laughs> is gonna pull me out of my mood right here. Uh, so, Quinn, uh, what do we got here? Well, what we have is uh, some of the top rock and roll uh, songs and bands of the decade, and there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of heat back and forth as to uh, what people's of... opinions were. So, our uh, our friends over at Billboard. Oh, the great friends of the podcast. Yeah, the people at the Billboard you, Music. You, you remember that time they had to throw Andrew out the front window because he wouldn't leave when uh, Carrie Underwood was there? It was tremendous. Not even close, bud. Did you? <laughs> were, were you stalking Carrie Underwood? It was right after she did those Reese's Pieces commercials. You didn't answer my question. It was like, <laughs> kind of like a yes. What happened? Well, I can't get into it. Don't uh, lie. God, there's a pending. We got to consult Ira Newsbaum before oh, he can no. make any uh, comments on an ongoing. I uh, uh, remember that Dave Chappelle skit. I plead the fifth. <laughs> fifth. <laughs> so uh, the uh, our friends at the Billboard, um, most famous yep, for their hot, can their, go. their hot 100 charts. Um, they named uh, Imagine Dragons, also Pass. commonly known as Spicy Nickelback, <laughs> as the rock band of the decade. And I can't oh. even, Ugh. I can't Ugh. even tell you how sad it makes me to 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 to, it's to, sad to, on so to many muster levels. up and have the words come out of my mouth. Imagine Dragons, a rock band of the decade. Well, don't bullshit me. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it was. So they had, oh. so they had a, a couple of big hits. They had Radioactive. Um, not bad. It, it peaked at position number three, spent 87 weeks on the chart, came out in 2013. Uh, they had the song Believer, um, peaked at number four. Pass. Um, Believer <laughs> spent 52 weeks on the chart, came out, and or it peaked on August 25th of 2017. Pass. Uh, they had uh, the song Thunder. Uh, Doesn't out, all their stuff sound the same? Peaked. Yeah, it, they're like they're modern ACDC. Yeah, that way. It's, yeah, yeah. How yeah. could you? How could you Holy even compare shit. Imagine Dragons <laughs> to ACDC? You son of a bitch! You did that on purpose. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're the modern AC. Oh, fuck yourself! 
They are nothing even close. This band, I'm sorry, Dave, I don't mean to scoop your knee here, but this band, all they're good for is doing intros to movies and TV shows. That's what they're there for. Andrew got Quinn wearing hers. Okay, I'm going to take a step back and have a drink. But uh, Quinn, Quinn, uh, Quinn, you made an observation that a lot of people made about Imagine Dragons that a lot of their music sounds alike, which is why people referred to them as Spicy Nickelback, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But all their songs do sound the same. They do. Um, I know a lot of people that, that that really love their music. I don't think it's it's terrible, but I really... Dave, come well, on. we can get them help. It's okay. Come on, I can't Dave, just get into it. it. I, well, the, I don't know that there's did, an, did any... Did you see the, the singer of Imagine Dragons, what he posted Yeah, he online. sent a tweet saying... Yeah, he's like, if it, if it wasn't my band, I'd probably be pretty mad too, but it's my band, so... Bah. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I think, Quinn, and we brought this up before, You look, I'm not blaming Imagine Dragons yeah. uh, no. directly, oh, no. I'm, but I'm the, blaming the, fact that they, the fact that we're using the term rock music... To describe them is what makes me the most upset. If you were just like, hey, this band had the most hits in their genre, whatever the fuck it is, pop rock, you oh, know, adult, rock. adult contemporary a, rock, <laughs> nickel, rock, nickel rock, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The fact that they called you them the rock band that, of the, the decade, well, that's what really gets me. It's like you look at the list and there was like no like Stone Sour or... Slipknot or I guess fighters. yeah. What, what is considered so you don't rock have, like, today? I, don't know, I went rock to Rockfest here recently, and granted, I like no a Papa lot of the Roach. older stuff. You know, I'm not uh, you know not up with the latest rock bands, but there was That's no. That's why I got so mad. You know, about there the was no uh, Breaking Benjamin, Stone Sour, Bad Wolves, like you said, uh, Hailstorm. I mean, a Five Finger Death Punch. Where are all these guys? I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie. I'd be pissed if any. This is where this is where our definition of rock music and the type of shit. Look, if 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 breaking. Hey, and I'm almost, I'm I'm almost ready to throw my phone at your face. I'm saying they were at Rockfest. That's all. Oh, I'm saying. You're, oh yes. I'm Never mind. We're, we're on there. the same yeah, page. Yeah. See, we're all. Everybody's getting a little worked you know, up here. You know, a lot. everybody's getting a little. Let's go shoot some guns in the air. Hey, no, Dave. I got a bow and arrow. Dave, you know what else people consider rock back in the day? Pearl Jam. He just chews on his microphone the whole concert. The old pickle in the mouth singing technique. Well, you know, at least it's not country. Little slap and pickle. No, I'll fucking take country music. All fucking. What do you remember? Speaking of Imagine Dragons, just because we're talking about them, I think it was when they came to Summerfest in Milwaukee. The place was like insane sold out. And I thought, okay, this was like five years ago. Yeah. Like, okay, this is a fad. This is like their thing. And I get this story today fad in the production the meeting, and I'm like, they're still fucking here? <laughs> they're still here. They're still here. They're still doing well. Oh, man. No breakups over I, money. Yeah, like I never thought I'd be calling for Fred Durst to come back, but uh, Tim, he's, uh, he's been trying for years. They have been. <laughs> he just shouldn't flip off the camera at WWE events. Oh, that's <laughs> God. Austin did it all the time. At least, at least Andrew, with at least country music, they're singing about party stuff. We've had this discussion. It might all be the same, but at least it's party hey, stuff. Blake Shelton, well, shout out to Blake Shelton. Friend of the podcast. Well, Dave's friend of the podcast, not mine. <laughs> no, no, neither. Well, because I even watched uh, Sonic Highways, which is where the Foo Fighters went to all the most influencing cities 
of music around the country, and they're talking to these old-timey country singers, and they're like, what the hell is a badunkadunk? Today's music is terrible. That is not country. I mean, That's pop country. Again, I'm going to ask the question, what are we considering rock and roll today? Well, that's, 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 that's the problem. That's, is there, is yeah, there any good rock going. and roll? Look, you pro- arguably, from 2010 to 2020, you probably should have just gave rock music of the decade to, like, fucking Motley Crue again. Look, in the year 2019, the movie Dirt came out, which re-energized all the Motley Crue music, and people bought the Dirt soundtrack. You know what? Fuck it. The music's 30 years old, but Motley Crue is the rock band of the decade. That's a good point. Look who's still crushing it in the rock era today. Poison, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Sebastian Bach is still on tour, Ted Nugent's still on tour. All these guys back in the 80s, what we considered rock... Are still out it's, crushing it's, you it. You know what it is? Is rock music is uh, rock music is is the, the content again? And I've gone back on this. It's turned to country. I was up north last year at a fucking bowling alley, and I guess the song's a couple years old, and I can't believe I didn't hear it because I like Kenny Chesney. But his, his song, "All the Pretty Girls," have you heard this? Have mm-hmm. not. Now yes. it's a country song, so it's very country feel. But let me pull up some of the lyrics. And we could have thrown an electric guitar to this and maybe Tell a little drum solo. Okay. All the pretty girls said, pick me up at eight. All the pretty girls said, I'm going to L.A. All the pretty girls said, I hate my hair, talking to the mirror in their underwear. Fine. It starts off as a pretty country song. Verse number two. All the lost boys said, I just got paid. All the lost boys said, I want to get laid. When the town goes blue and the lights blink red, all the lost boys do what all the pretty girls said. I'm home for the summer. Shoot out the lights. Don't pull my cover. I'm free tonight. I'm coming over. Call all your friends. Somebody hold me. All the pretty girls said. All the whiskey went to my head. Shut up and kiss me. All the pretty girls said. This could have been one million percent a poison song. Brett Michaels talking about, <laughs> I just got paid. I want to get laid, which is actually pretty much uh, the, the lyrics to nothing but a good time. A good time, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all he did well, is he pulled up those lyrics and, oh, I'll change this word here, change that word there, and then I can make it my own. You yeah. know, I'm still mad at you for saying that Imagine Dragons is the modern ACDC. Jesus, you were so far you away. Know, there's I'd a lot you. of friends of the podcast. Maybe they can give us some chatter back of what they consider rock. Everyone well, has their the, own that's version. That's the problem. There are no, like, there are no, well, there are, but the mainstream rock bands, they're just not getting the big push. That's not what. That's not what's selling. And maybe it's because, you know, people's, tastes the millennials tastes they're driving a lot of different things look you see it with cars 65 percent of new cars are purchased by women <laughs> you know the only reason gonna, i know this because i was listening was to the news on the way over kind of cars so you know so maybe that's all playing into it you, know, you see the way all these cars were designed the way they're being sold and marketed maybe music is the same way that's the way it's going you know they're not a lot of chicks listening to hard rock death metal, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have an interesting theory for you, Quinn. We've talked a lot about this podcast, or on this podcast, rather, about millennials, uh, certain behavior patterns. We've also talked a lot about music. Do you think that maybe we should feel sorry for some of these millennials because they haven't had 
good party music. Like maybe the kids of this generation would be a lot fucking cooler if they had some, think about it. Who do these, I mean, shouldn't as adults, look, we're all close to 40, you know, or around 40, Andrew, you're and Dave, you're a little younger as adults. Thank shouldn't you. we part of us feel bad for kids of this generation? Like no. we grew up oh, with absolutely. crew poison, yeah. all these eighties bands, Bon Jovi, white snake jamming out. And these kids of today, who do they have? They have, they have Ed Sheeran. They have fucking Imagine Dragons as their rock music. You know, we should really be a little bit more understanding of just how shitty these kids have it today when it comes to party music. How do you party and bang chicks to Imagine Dragons? I mean, just, you know you know what I'm saying? A lot of drugs? I don't know. How do, how do you do it? I mean, you can't get in a, in a fucking Camaro or a fast car. We're going to put on some Imagine Dragons and go yeah. 90 down the highway. <laughs> Radioactive! You know, thunder and the thunder. You can't fuck to that stuff. What a bunch of trash. You're just you're just sitting Sorry. in a corner, just staring just at the in wall. A corner. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, so uh, so what, what sort of you go to the bars? They still do listen to the '80s rock, and then it's usually like the big current <laughs> pop that's way bass that you can't yep. understand a word or two they say. Yeah. You go to any any wedding or any uh, like karaoke type night. What music's getting played? It's the fucking hits. It's the 80s so I will and 90s. go down with the ship. I will stand on the hill and I will say I sang that bad medicine the, the other greats night. are still the greats. Yeah. The 80s rock music, that's what gets over. Hey, you had to have talent back then because you had to be able to put out an entire fucking album if you were gonna make any money and be able to move out of Indiana Quinzot. like David Lee Roth. Quinzot. Okay? Quinzot. So you didn't, you didn't have the ability <laughs> to just have one song done on GarageBand on your phone and next thing you know you're a millionaire because it's used in a couple of movies or tv shows that's the hill i'm gonna die on <laughs> well you're kind of not wrong dude i mean again we just said it the, the 80s guys are still out rocking well, they're still even, selling even out 70s 60s i mean people are still listening to led zeppelin the for Beatles. god's sake i went and saw the who Stones. those guys were in their 70s and they were still on stage you know rocking yeah mick jagger. mick jagger is still banging more chicks himself than the entire <laughs> well, yeah, imagine dragon band a father combined. again at like age 62 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's very virile, I believe. Viral? Viral? Viral. viral. viral? viral? He's very What's viral. <laughs> he's viral, guys. Oh Keith Richards fucking hasn't gotten any older in 50 years. He's yeah. the exact he same. He must be an alien. He, he died 12 years ago and no one told him. He <laughs> could you know, he could be an alien, Dave. And since they're British. And since they live among that's us. That's a hell of a lead-in to our next story. Those night classes are paying off, man. Every fucking He must be thinking. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news, aliens exist and they are living among us, says the first British astronaut into space. Boy, they really dragged their feet on that one, didn't they? Getting into space. Oh, we did it in the 60s. Don't worry about it. When did, uh, when did the, she went to space? Like what, in the 90s? Yeah, yeah. The, the story, wait, wait, wait. so the story just so came out. So the story out. isn't, the story in, isn't, Andrew yes. looks confused. The yes. story well, I was isn't. I just going to say, wait, aliens that's his normal that, face. The well, story isn't the first British woman just went to space. Yeah, just yesterday. The story <laughs> is she's talking now, now about finally it. about her first yes. trip to space and right. saying she is confirming that there are aliens. Is that, the, just so the story that's, is clear. It's yes, not that's like the gist Brit of it. In 1991, okay. her name is uh, Dr. Sharman, like the paper towel, became the first paper Britain towel. in space. Toilet paper. Oh, toilet paper. Enjoy the go. Sharman? Yeah, it is. You're right. Friends of the podcast. Uh, 
She became the first Briton in space after hearing a call for astronaut applications on the radio while driving home from work. So let me set the scene of how they pick their astronauts in Great Britain. They have such a shortage finding them. They have to put an ad on the radio and say, hey, you want to go into space? Give us a call. So she did that. She had a self-belief and can-do attitude that changed her life, uh, said Dr. Sharman. She ticked all the boxes and never thought they would choose her, but they ended up picking her. So, fast forward here to the good part of the story. Pardon my scanning here as I uh, confirm this. I want to get the story right. Beautiful. Oh, suck it, Trebek. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get through this, guys, but it, it's a lot of talk about how uh, she okay. so never defined herself. Don't worry. Okay, so I was able to pull up the same, oh, you found the same article. Speaking to the Observer magazine, Dr. Helen Sharman, S-H-A-R-M-A-N, not Sharman the Twilight. Oh, like paper. Sharman Williams. <laughs> Sounds like it. Aliens exist. There's no two ways about it. There are so many billions of stars out there in the universe that there must be all sorts of different forms of life. She added, although they may not be made of carbon and nitrogen like humans, it's possible that they're here now and we simply can't see them. So a number of different different news um, outlets have been a little bit liberal with um, saying they could be here living among us. Mm -hmm. And she's simply saying there could be life forms that that we're not able to see. It's not like the show V where... No, see, I'm thinking it's like they live with Roddy Piper. Put on the glasses! They have human (laughs) skins that they wear over. There is an alien. I watch watch a lot of ancient aliens when I'm on the road. So I travel a lot. Tell us more. Uh, Well, I will. Thank you very much. (laughs) So for those of you um, listening to the podcast... So for those of you listening to the podcast for the first time, um, from about the first weekend in March to the end of November, I am on the road almost every weekend, at least three times a month, usually covering bodybuilding and fitness events, emceeing shows, uh, just all around travel all over, uh, mostly here in the United States. But in any regard, uh, I fly out usually midday on Friday, get to where I'm going, and uh, I kind of just chill in a hotel on Friday, work all day Saturday, fly home Sunday. Um, My Friday nights, many times throughout the course of the year, are spent in a hotel room watching Forensic Forensic Files and Ancient Aliens. Great shows. Always on late on a Friday night. Can always so count on I can deliver. count on those. You know, it's funny because I go, I get to all these big cities and people are like, oh, are you partying? You're going out? Like, fuck that. I'm watching Ancient Aliens. Um, so the show Ancient Aliens has become one of my favorites. And if anybody's watched that show, uh, it's about 75% like crazy what if. And then about 25% like, yeah, that makes sense. At the end of the day, however... Uh, I think y- y- any intelligent person has to be at least moderately open-minded to the possibility of there being life forms on other planets. I don't think humans can actually wrap their head around how large um, our, ex- I don't even want to say unit because I know there's galaxy, universe, whatever, how far it is. The fact that, because you, you think about this, like, it just doesn't stop. And if it stops, what's on the other side? But well, wait, what? It doesn't stop. Star Wars. So, so yeah, exactly. Someplace out there, Pass. there has to be another planet somewhere <laughs> that has uh, that has the, the capability of maintaining life. And uh, as far as space travel and stuff like that, it's easy for people to make fun of that stuff. Ooh, spaceships and aliens. And if you look at our civilization where we have come over the course of the last, let's just say, 
2,020 years, okay? <laughs> Look where they were at, at zero BC, okay? As far as technology and everything they had, look where we've come in 2020 years. Now, had well, some, it wasn't that long ago. We didn't even have the wheel. Yeah, the yeah, when you're looking back. <laughs> now, if you take another Ooh, another bam. life form on another planet that is only a few thousand years ahead of us, and technology expand the expansion of technology and developments is exponential. Okay. Now, if you take another life form on another planet that's only a few thousand years ahead of us, so let's say they were 10,000 years ahead of us, take a look at where we've come even in the last 200 years. We didn't even have, we barely had fucking airplanes 100 years ago. Okay. Cell phones. Big we didn't shout have. out to the Wright brothers, Big friends of the podcast. <laughs> the Wright brothers. Kitty Hawk. Kitty Hawk. Uh, what was it, a 14 second flight or something like that? Something 20 like second that. flight. Lasted about as long as Andrew's. But last so when date. you look at, when you look at, when you look at the fact that we barely had airplanes 100 years ago, and and let's say a civilization was only 5,000 years newer than us, uh, I think it's probably safe to say we're going to have some sort of more advanced space travel 5,000 years from now than we do now. So not only is it not... A, it's still going to be tough because you'd have to achieve the speed of light. And you bring and up the, you bring up great because even with the speed of light, the next closest star is still like I a don't, couple. Like here's here's one thing. Well, I think I think a lot of like the closest star a lot is of like the shit that comes out of NASA. I'm I'm calling bullshit on because <laughs> but but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But my point is is that uh, I think that there is very much uh, the the potential for some other planet and some other solar system to have the right atmosphere, the right food sources, the right minerals, the right this, natural resources, yada, yada, to sustain life. And if they had a life form that was only a few thousand years ahead of us, they would have the ability to travel or potentially, uh, Andrew, the ability to travel much farther distances at much greater speeds. So, But would they be among us? Like they Ms. Sharman says. Yeah, but she's... That's she's so vague with that. Oh, they might not be <laughs> nitrogen and carbon. We might not even be able to see them. Like, okay, well, Unless you could say, you put on the glasses. You could I'm say, you. like, you could say that they have. Because God, what was it, Andrew? Never mind. You're not gonna be able to look this up. This is like so random. They found some fucking like meteorite or something that fucking hit the Earth that had some like bacteria on it or something like that. And so technically, it was an alien species. Oh, yeah, that, you sure you weren't was, watching Venom? That was uh, that it was probably was uh, that was adamantium. <laughs> yeah, this is what they put on Wolverine. I, I saw that documentary. It was pretty good. Cool. Yeah, but was the that basic, a cartoon? No, no. But it was no for, for real. It was, <laughs> it was like a some, documentary. It was some but... fucking microorganism that they found on like a fucking meteorite, and they're like, well, technically it's yeah, technically it is. Yeah, you know, so to that's her, something not found on this. Planet. I that so the the article brings up an interesting discussion that an astronaut, um, somebody who has that experience being in space, regardless of how far they've gone, it's not like they've gone out of our fucking galaxy. Or whatever. They went on a plane ride. They went on <laughs> a like, real. Oh, yeah, they went on one of, They went yeah. on one of uh, what's his face, Richard Branson's yeah. planes that. Technically, went into outer space. Um, but I'm working no, on him. I, I think aliens is, aliens is a fun discussion for me to have, and it it really it really blows my mind when you hear somebody be like, "Well, I don't believe in aliens." Really, really, that's 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 it. You don't believe that anywhere other than here on Earth in the entire universe. And you get or galaxy. mad at people who believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> why do you, Why do you gotta go? You know, I'm that sure I, there's a Bigfoot on another planet. There could be, or another. What if the people who are hunting Sasquatch are just hunting on the wrong planet, Andrew? Yeah, that's what it is. They they need to go to that planet like in they Predators. Need to go to Saturn. Was that not a fantastic movie? I didn't watch it. What movie? Predators. 
Oh, the one I was telling you. Yeah, the one that Adrian, Adrian Brody, Brody got, got jacked, jacked up for. Jacked. Predators was uh, the new I, Predators was interesting. The way the direction that they went with the plot, I thought that was very interesting. That essentially they were saying the young man with autism was not a disability, but was essentially the uh, evolution of our species to be able to have um, more mental capacity and the ability to uh, to 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 think in a, in a different pattern than we oh, think. See, I didn't see that one yet. Uh, That's the newest one. Yeah, the one with oh, X. Oh, uh, so you didn't see that one. No, so, it, so the newest, with newest. Aaron Rodgers' X, Olivia Munn. Yeah, so the newest, newest Predator was interesting. So essentially what was happening is the Predators were going from – um, they were going from galaxy to galaxy and essentially like hybridizing all the different species to take the best um, the best parts of uh, every species to combine it into like a super species wow, strength okay. intelligence. And so they were chasing after a young boy with autism uh, who was also a savant. Um, so in, in, in some people know like old school terms they called it you know an idiot savant. Um, people remember the movie Rain Man um, with Dustin Hoffman's character. You know, front of the podcast. Drop a drop a matchbox on the ground and he can look at it and count it. Definitely got to watch Judge Wapner. Yeah, I got to watch. Yeah, came out sucks. I'm an excellent driver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an excellent. Rain Man <laughs> is a fantastic right. movie. But if you if you Google like Savant or you look it up on YouTube, there's there's musical Savants. I remember seeing uh, there was a, a blind um, kid who was uh, he's he's an adult now, but he was blind and had some severe cognitive disabilities. But he was a Savant. And at like three years old, he started playing the piano like you couldn't fucking believe. And so essentially the young man in this movie, his, um, he was a savant, but his, his brain function, the capability for him to do certain things is that's who they were after. And so kind of the whole point of the movie was maybe this isn't a disability. It's just a, a, a they wanted to harness. I mean, because sometimes with these savants, you'll have kids who like every fucking math problem they can do. They can look at, um, they can look at, uh, you know, or listen to music and play it on a piano without even knowing what keys are which and whatever. There is an autistic guy, um, uh, a young black man, and they've had him on the news a few times. He can look at something and draw it from memory. And if you, if you guys, you have to Google it. If you Google, I don't know what you exactly would Google. It's like savant or autistic draws artist New York City. Like autistic artist draws New York City. They took this guy in a helicopter and they flew him over New York City, right? And then they had him in a studio with a blank canvas that was probably like 20 feet long. And from his like 20 fucking minute helicopter ride, he went and drew the entire fucking city. And like to a T. It was mind. Holy shit. It was mind-boggling. And so, while he has other cognitive disabilities that prevent him from doing certain things, his capability to do that is what the alien predators were after. Uh-huh. So we well, have. I think we, you might so have we turned have, me onto it. We have people living among us. He'll we, watch that as long as you watch Rover. That's um, right. We'll get right on it. Have you got your review ready? But there are people living among us that have mental. Uh, capabilities so far beyond the average person it's not even funny you know you talk about somebody who's got an iq like einstein or or you know stephen hawking or or, or bill nye the science guy phony <laughs> or bill phony, nye the science phony. guy and in their <laughs> iqs and then you have these people who have cognitive disabilities in some regard but they they have other abilities that are just so far off the fucking that's charts. how we're gonna get light speed travel 
Yeah, Andrew. But Andrew, you bring up a good point. Um, uh, you know, as far as traveling to other solar systems and stuff like that, we have to travel at speeds that we can't even really comprehend right now. In most space movies, they talk about, oh, you're, you know, they'll put people into the last handful of space movies I've seen with space travel. Parsecs. They do the same thing where they put you like in a cryo chamber for years uh, as it yep. goes. Um, yep. The Avatar movie, oh, everybody's been asleep for six years or whatever. There was another movie with um, Chris Pat and Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, yeah, that, was, was that Pitch Black with Vin Diesel? They did that. God. As well. Andrew, why does he always have to... <laughs> he, he loves him some Vin Diesel. No, but so anyhow... Uh, all these about how he has that up at the cabin. Even, even, just just going to, even just going to Mars, I think they said it's going to take like a fucking year to get there, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. And that's like the next that's big... That's close. That's the next big thing is going <laughs> to Mars. Is Am I wrong? I think it's like a, at least a couple of oh, months or like a year to get there. I saw Matt Damon where he was on Mars for the a while. Yeah, yeah, you can grow potatoes on Mars. Everybody yeah, you knows gotta, that. Yeah, you You're fine. poop. Yeah, yeah you you just potatoes. Poop. Everybody poops. They're working on that, though. Yeah, speaking you know? of potatoes... God, how did the fuck did we get this far? That's what we do. Early, real quick. <laughs> it's nine months. Nine months nine to months? get to oh, Mars see, is what they're thinking. That's not bad. Okay, but Andrew, you yeah, bring up a good like, point. Like, if if if, we're, if it's like going to take how long you're up in space, isn't it like real like is it going to take nine? Yeah, it's going to take like, nine months to get to fucking Mars, and we're talking about traveling to other galaxies. To the next closest star that yeah. is a possible sun of that solar system. I'm going to go home and watch Interstellar and figure it out. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I hated that movie. Well, really, you hate it? I thought it was great, dude. Christopher Nolan is like, Interstellar. No, awesome. Everybody loved Neil, that movie. Neil, I hated Neil, it. Neil deGrasse Tyson was ripping apart the whole fucking I was, time. Yeah, oh, thank what you. does he know? Uh, yeah, I was watching that movie. That whole yeah, movie, that, I was waiting for something great to happen and then at the end of the fucking movie Matthew McConaughey floating behind a bookshelf I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me not only did I pay my $12.50 oh you saw it in the theater bullshit you, yeah. did, you did the student you got your student discount card on? Yeah, yeah, just, just get two tickets. Just, chill. just, just chill. get two tickets. What if you, what if you fucking, you know what we should, what if you, you like gave a... Like an online? I uh, want, no, give, you know, give the kids in the theater, you know, like you walk it. What if you walked into a theater and you saw some high school kids like, okay, here, here's, hey, look. How many tickets you getting? Uh, two for this movie. Why? Okay, here, here. I'll give you a five spot, and you get an extra two tickets with your student discount. Say your friends are coming. Okay. I wonder what. I wonder what. How much does? I wonder well, how much the, the student discount is. The though. last time the answer and I went and saw Ford versus Ferrari, nobody even checked our tickets. We just walked in. God, you should have bought total lack of security at that well, point. Yeah, there's some theaters. We're where not can... like sheep that have to wait in the line. That's we go true. To the we front. just go right to the front. We're yeah, with no, the bad that's, medicine. You know, that's podcast. an interesting point. Like some of the BNP. theaters, some of the theaters, like most of them, like uh, it's like the honor system. Yeah, the Grand Valley on the east side of town, the one I always go to because they have all the recliners. Um, on Friday and Saturday nights, they usually have somebody tearing your tickets. But if you go like during and, and on Tuesdays sometimes too, because it's you know five dollar Tuesdays. Yeah. But if you go any other night of the week, you just buy your tickets and walk in. Yeah, there's nobody you know? even there. They didn't even care. You well, just, we hope you go out. You bought one. I wonder if we'll you could just. You. What if you just walked in and walked into a theater? Even the reserved seats. If you went and sat like in the front row all the way to the left, you could probably be pretty sure nobody actually bought those seats unless it's sold out. And then once the movie starts, you just walk back to another seat. You know, I'm, or, I'm just 40, say, or just say, oh, whoops, I, I sat oh, in the wrong yeah. seat. Oh, we, we Some seats. poor high school kids got to go up to, excuse me, sir, where's your ticket? I went, to the, I went, and, saw, I went and saw Knives Out. Were we going to do a movie review on Knives Out or not so much? 
It wasn't, um, it wasn't a real, like... Who knows? No. This whole show is off the rails. Uh, yeah, we we're fucking were to way off everywhere. But we anyhow... So story anyhow... Uh, supposed to be beating up Mark Tauscher or something. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, so we got to talk about football here. So any... But anyhow... Dun, 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 dun. It was, it's, it's always interesting because there's been some, some uh, Air Force pilots and there's been astronauts and stuff like that that have said, you know what, aliens exist. And, you know, so often, you know, we, we're, it's, it, I think, again, a lot of people believe that aliens exist, but to see the TV shows, obviously, whatever, is one thing. Um, to, to have all this speculation is another thing. But when you have an astronaut or an Air Force pilot say that, hey. If it's Chuck Yeager, I'll believe there's a, <laughs> It's Chuck Yeager. Nobody else. But seriously, though, I mean, <laughs> seriously, at the end of the day, you have to be a pretty close-minded human being to think that of all the galaxies and all the solar systems and all the whatever out there's there are, that there's not a single other planet that has an atmosphere and the resources to sustain life. You have to, I think you have to be, a, I, I, not even close-minded, you kind of got to be a fucking idiot. <laughs> like that is one, you know, there's certain things that somebody does, just you know, certain things somebody does that automatically discredit. Like if somebody came up to you and said, oh man, Imagine Dragons is the best rock band of the decade. You'd be like, this person fucking is an idiot. When people say to me that Bro, they, no. <laughs> when people say to me, they don't believe in aliens. Like I instantly have to discredit everything else they say, because it's like one of those things where it's like, your, your fucking brain doesn't work right, you know? <laughs> your brain just doesn't work right, and now I can't trust anything you say. It's just, I don't know. The when odds are probably not in When people favor. say they don't believe in aliens, I, I instantly think they're stupid. I do. Never liked E.T. Too slimy and brown. Didn't mm. like him. Who I think I'm in the minority what? there. Oh, God. We went way he off. Always ate we, this piece is so far off the rails. Andrew, you know, I'm being distracted uh, by. Okay, anyhow, next story. Uh, next story. We, we, we wanted short. to talk about foot. <laughs> we wanted to talk about football for the weekend. Quinn, whoa, what? No, we did. We're. You got something? Well, we're going to talk about football and then football-related stories. Yeah, you can't that lead I in with that one. Come on, Dave. I can't lead. Damn it, Dave. We we told we said that's we'd our, talk about my Mark Tauscher fight story. All right, we'll roll in with that. Fuck it. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Number sixty-five, right tackle for the Green Bay Packers. God. So Mark Tauscher, Andrew, what year did he get drafted? Two thousand. Yeah. Like Mark Tauscher got drafted in two thousand uh, to the Green Bay Packers. A great uh, tackle for the yes. Wisconsin Badgers. Tauscher, uh, Andrew, pull up his statistics. I want to say six. Anyway, six two to six four around three three fifteen three twenty. Six three. Oh, he's got to like three four. What did he weigh? What Tauscher weigh? <laughs> it was yeah. Oh, that's good. Bastards. Anyhow. So, yeah, 315. So, Tauscher was 6'3", 315 pounds, drafted in 2000. Seventh round. In the seventh round. Played for the the Packers for how many years? All the way through 10. He was on injured reserve when they won the Super Bowl. And he was a solid tackle. Mark Tauscher was a very good. Marshfield, Wisconsin. He was a very good tackle, very consistent. Um, He'll be in the Packer Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. I think Mark Tauscher was a fantastic offensive lineman. So I used to bounce at a nightclub downtown Appleton called Route 66. Now this used to be the place to be. Now to give you a little bit of background, it was an old theater that was converted into a nightclub. So you can picture the size of a giant theater where the screen wasn't back. There was a dance floor, a DJ booth above it. 
um, where the balcony area was. There was another bar overlooking the dance floor and stuff Party like time. that. That later got turned into another bar known as Drink Sink. So the, the club yeah. was one bar and the upper balcony area was another bar. Mm. But when it first opened, it was a balcony overlooking this huge dance floor. It was a fucking incredible place. And uh, Appleton, a city of you know roughly 75,000 people, but if you take into consideration the Fox Valley, you know probably 200, 250,000 people with all the other surroundings. So I'm just trying to give people not from the area an idea idea that this is a big club that was a pretty packed nightclub you know obviously nothing like the city but green bay oh, it's way better green bay really didn't have any good nightclubs the clubs in green bay were kind of sketchy and ghetto so what about nick barnett's club that was a good one no <laughs> nick barnett completely innocent of the bullshit he got no his club though not not his nonsense oh, yeah. he had club five six yeah club five six a couple that was of shootings good. every now and then but yeah, they were just no. celebrating as they were told to by the bad medicine podcast <laughs> oh, so anyhow God. we used Only to have packer players come down to route 66 uh quite frequently okay so it was 2002 i didn't know what the fuck mark tauscher looked like you know he just you know started with the packers for a little while whatever but they used to come down all the time william henderson used to come down quite a bit um um, Funny Holiday would come down. Um, Tyrone Davis, the old tight end. Um, God, who's there was a defensive lineman? Was it Billy Lyon, the old defensive lineman? I forget <laughs> who he was. But Leroy Butler would come down once in a while. Lucky Try- you didn't have Richie Incognito. Uh, Leroy Butler. Uh, so there was a handful of Packer players that would come down all the time. And, you know, people were pretty cool about the Packer players being there. They didn't, like, go all gaga over the Packer yeah, players. They, they kind of kind of let them drink and, like, hang out and do their own thing. Like, people would, like, oh, there's the Packer players, but whatever. Yeah, people, too. Damn it. They were cool with the bouncers and whatever. So one night I'm sitting there. There was two owners at Route 66. Then you had a bartender manager and a bouncer manager. And the two owners, uh, both very different personalities. It was, like, good cop, bad cop with the two owners, right? As it should be. And so. <laughs> Dan Newhouse and Mike Reader. So Mike Reader comes up. And Mike Reader was like the bad cop guy, right? And now this is like 2002. I was about 250, maybe 255, about 22 years old when I really started getting into bodybuilding. So I was one of the bigger bouncers, but I'm only like fucking 5'10", right? So Reader comes up to me. And he's like, you see that guy sitting at the bar over there? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, he's got uh, he's got his wristband on the wrong hand with his all-you-can-drink cup. We need to get him out of here. I'm like, all right, cool. So Route 66 wristband used to have... Wristband on the wrong hand? Yeah, so that Route 66... for dismissal? Yeah, so Route 66 used to have <laughs> a $5 all-you-can-drink. Stupid. But when you... Just let me f- explain. <laughs> they had a $5 all-you-could-drink. But when you came in, the person who put the band, the wristband on your wrist, always put it on like your right or left hand. I can't remember which fucking hand it was. But they would put it on one but a lot of times people would leave and cut their wristband off and give it to a friend or peel it off or give it to a friend or people would cut it and the other people would tape it on with scotch tape <laughs> Jeez, we are so five dollars all you can drink so it's it was much. on the in too any much. regard the wristband was on the wrong hand so when we saw somebody with a wristband on the wrong hand it meant that they got it from a friend they didn't know the friend just said hey put this wristband on right so i walk up and i'm like you know it's like this dude needs to leave and you can tell he's big, like sitting on a bar stool, but you don't know how tall he is, right? Yeah. And so I walk up and I'm like, <laughs> the George and there was a moment. bunch of Packer players there that night. And I walk up and I came in, uh, I need you to come with me. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, uh, come to the front door with me. And normally I, w- I wouldn't say you have to leave like right in the middle of the bar just because they would, if there was going to be a confrontation, then it would happen there. At least if you could yeah, say, come outside. up front. 
So he stands up, and I'm like, fuck, you know? And he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, obviously, you know, Mark wasn't built the same as some of the other guys, dude. Vonnie Holiday was fucking insane. Vonnie Holiday was 6'5", just like giant fucking arms. And Carved that dude, out of granite. That dude walked around. It was insane. But Toucher stood up, but he was still a big fucking dude, right? And we start walking up front. And uh, we get to the front, and he's like, you know, what's what's this all about? He got a, he had a little bit of an attitude, like to begin with, but he didn't like even seem like he wanted to be there. And if you <laughs> if you kind of learn about Mark for the team, yeah. Yeah, like, like a team Mark building, never exercise. came across to me yeah. as like the clubbing. Probably, he was probably more confused. Yeah, he never came across as like the clubbing kind of guy. And it was cold outside or whatever. So we got to the front door, and I said, you need to leave. And he's like why you know i still there was other packer players in there but he wasn't quite tall enough to where i instantly thought packer player you know and i didn't recognize him from tv but he's like uh why and i'm like nobody drinks for free he's like i wasn't drinking for free he's like i don't know what you're talking about i'm like dude i'm like i deal with this shit every fucking weekend i'm like can we not do this i'm like you just have to leave he's like well i'm not leaving until you tell me why and I, you know, and I'm like, look, I'm, look, I'm like fucking 22. I'm a bouncer. This was kind of like fucking the double deuce at the time. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm getting like, ready I'm here. I'm like, out of fucking common courtesy, I'll right tell food. you. But then, yes, you will fucking leave, you know? And I'm like, the wristband. Everybody gets the wristband on one fucking arm. When they have it on the wrong hand, then we know that somebody didn't pay for the wristband. They got it from somebody else, and they're trying to drink for free. And he's like, yeah, a friend of mine gave me the wristband, I said, okay, so you can't. He's like, but my friend said that, like, he gave it to me and said we could drink for free. Like, he got it. And I'm like, I, I'm like, look, I don't fucking care. I'm like, look, my owner told me you got to leave. You got a wristband on. It's on the wrong hand. So you got to fucking go. And he's like, it's cold outside. I don't think I'm going to go outside. And he's just like fucking, <laughs> Shut like, right so down. not knowing, <laughs> not knowing anything about Mark Tauscher's abilities. Poking the bear. I, I can see where he was saying that right now. He's like, no, I won't go back in the club, but uh, I'm not leaving. And I'm like, you're not. And he's like, no, I'm just going to stand right here. I'll wait for my friends to be done, and then I'll leave when they leave. But I'm not going to go stand out in the cold. And I'm like, are we going to? Are we going to, and look, cause I was, look, I was pretty fucking jacked up bodybuilder, right? So I wasn't worried about somebody being bigger than me. Cause usually people were that bigger than me. I'm still stronger than them and I'm shorter giving me leverage, right? Take out so their I'm, knee. They drop like, like a stone. Got the high ground. I'm like, are we really going to, I'm like, are we really going to fucking do this? And he was, he was cocky, but he's like, oh, we don't have to do anything. I'm just not leaving. I'm like, look, dude, you're going to fucking leave. That's all there is to it. Now, if I got to push you out the fucking doors. I don't give a fuck. He's like, oh, you should probably fucking chill the fuck out, you know? <laughs> and I I, I, I threw some comment in about his weight. I'm like, you should probably chill the fuck out on what you're eating every fucking goddamn. Because he was a little heavier, right? You know? And uh, Mind and you, so this we, was a young bay. So we start fucking, we're starting yelling at each other, you know, like back and forth, me and fucking Tausch. And all of a sudden, Dan Newhouse comes running up, and Dan's a little dude, you know, like 5'7". <laughs> like seven, trying like to a get through all 50. the people. He's running up, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? I'm like, Mike just told me to kick this guy out. And like, it was getting pretty heated between me and Tauscher, right? And, uh, and Mike's like... And their Dan's like, no, no, he's okay, he's okay, he's okay. I said he could drink for free, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, he he's he's here with the Packer players. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Reader just told me to kick him out, and he's like, oh, he he plays for the Packers, and I'm like, I, I, I didn't know this. 
And I'm like, all he told me is he got a wristband from your friend. And, and Tosh was like, yeah, I got a wristband, wristband from my friend, William Henderson, the fullback for the fucking Packers. <laughs> and I'm like, that's all you that's had. That's all to- it would have took. And I said to, I said to Tosh, I'm like, dude, that's all you had to fucking say was I got the wristband from William Henderson. I played for the Packers. He goes, well, I don't run around telling people that I played for the Packers and you shouldn't have been a dick in the first place. I'm like, guy, all, fucking owner oh, told me I had to kick the you guy? out. Fucking owner told me I got to kick you out. And Dan's like, no, 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 he's he's okay, he's okay. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Dan, you Get almost your got shit together. Oh, Jesus Christ, Dan, you almost got me fucking killed. <laughs> you know, oh, came and, in, and so Tosh, so Tosh kind of like laughed a little bit when I said that. I'm like, you almost got me fucking killed, Dan. I'm like, Reader told me to kick this guy out. I'm about to get into a pushing match with a 315 pound guy who's job literally <laughs> is to, to not let to you get past people. them <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at the fucking front door of route 66 about to get into a pushing match with a guy who makes fucking a million dollars a year pushing people that's literally mark tauscher's fucking job is to push people around now mind you i was a pretty jacked 510 250 but tauscher's dealing Leverage. in the early 2000s these defensive linemen were all six foot three 310 300 and fucking 20 pounds that fucking michael strahan over i here. was ready to fucking roll with mark, Tar- mark tauscher and push him right out of the building could you imagine how ugly that would have gotten for me? Because I was getting ready. You know, I, I I used my football skill. I would get under people right in where the shoulder pads oh, I'm sure were. Would have been oh, fine. I'd have gone to push Tauscher. He'd have sidestepped me and shit canned me so hard it would have sent me into fucking next week Sunday. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, just throw a roundhouse. Mark Tauscher nah, and me almost went toe to toe. Uh, I, I would, it would be funny. I, I just, it, it would be funny to see, and I, he knew some people that I knew, so it would be funny to see if he remembers that. If any, just if be any funny friends, too, he's like, you, you swing and miss. He's like, oh man, you got to work on your foot. Yeah, what's the thing? <laughs> you want to try it again? You want to come on? All right, all right. So here's you got to get. He'd that, be giving you uh, tips. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fucking. I'm sitting. I was puffed up. Like I said, he was good five, six inches taller than me. I'm all puffed up, and he had Call to be him guy. He, when he yeah, guy <laughs> looking like Road Warrior Animal. He over was here. just he was just ready because he knew. You know, he knew. He knew. He knew that. And for a big dude, he was still pretty limber. Look, as athletic as Mark was at his size was really impressive, which is why he was in the league for a lot of fucking years. Absolutely. And a starter for the whole fucking time. I, I, it would have been, the, my, it would have been, awesome, it would have been my ugliest moment in my entire bouncing career. Oh, but it would have been trying, fair. And it would have been one because like, I almost phones got phones with videos weren't around back then. Like that would have been a YouTube oh, sensation. You get like, yeah. just bouncer just gets like, shit kicked. Because I would have, I would have gone. Here's what would have happened. Out, I would have gone for the straight push <laughs> under his chest. He would have probably gotten low, side swiped me, given me <laughs> a, a push, you know, like a pass. Russ push. Oh, yeah, the, the old press. The, the yeah. old press oh. push, which would have completely fucking shit canned me because the guy outweighed me by 70 fucking pounds. Yeah, you, you probably would have looked like Axel Foley going through the window of the store in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're gonna, what's the ticket for Jay would have, it would have, here? It would have made for some great fucking video. Oh. Uh, we'll have to. Oh, God. Oh, well, God. You almost went down those steps. But just right imagine there. if somehow there would have been like that one in a million chance where you would have got it and God, you would have. To put him down, <laughs> you would no. have gone in the little we shoot on, Mustang we were, football. We hall were of in fame. the we were in the front entry 
Tulsa one. We were in the front entry. It was dry. Fucking carpet. He would have had his footing. Oh, the I would have had my footing. I'd have been <sighs> fucked. But I, <laughs> he would have gave you the forklift. I yell. I yelled at Dan after. I'm like, Dan, Dan, fuck, man. Maybe I, I bet like, you I did it on just, purpose. Look, I'm like, I almost I, got my ass kicked. And he's like, and you know, we were kind of. Some of us were kind of like, look, why are why are the Packer players that are making millions? Give, why are you giving them the free five dollar all you can drink? You know, yeah, just let he's them like, drink. It was, or he, yeah, he's like, well, it was just kind of to let him. And then, then give him something fucking different, or tell the bartender like, hey, that guy's a packer, that guy's a packer. Give them what they Make want. Make them wear their jerseys. Don't give them. Don't fucking give. Don't, <laughs> that way we know who they are. Don't give the fucking packer players the same five dollar wristband. <laughs> and I love Dan. I'm still. I still see Dan around. You Great think he set you up on that? This no, kind of smells re, like a setup. Re, no, because like he's re, like, hey, check this out. Yeah. I'm going to fuck with Bang. Well, oh I'm going to get him to try and throw the whole, out. The, the whole thing. <laughs> Holy shit. What if, it was, rush what if the whole thing was set up? Wait, who's the biggest bouncer we got on staff tonight? Yeah, it's Bay. How big is Bay? I don't know. 250, 255. Let's fuck with him. He's 22 years old. You want to have some fun? Yeah. See that guy over there? Yeah, it's the uh, starting right tackle for the Packers. Go, tell, go tell him to put go, the wristband go, on go the wrong wrist. Go tell Bay he needs to leave and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was the Packers and that guy being like, hey, let, you want to oh, have yeah. some fun tonight? Let's have your biggest bouncer go against our yeah, left yeah, tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, oh, my God. What if right the whole tackle. fucking thing was a setup and the guy's like, it told the owners, hey, it's, you should tell. It sounded pretty reasonable. You should tell. Oh, yeah, do you have a, do you have a bouncer? You know, and maybe do you have a bouncer who's a little bit of a hothead that might, you know? Yeah, yeah. Saw Roadhouse too many times. <laughs> and pushing, I'll tell you what. Watch his roadhouse before he comes into work every night. Yeah, don't you tell me to wrap it up, Booker man. <laughs> but no, when I was when I was bouncing back in the day, pushing people into the walls was my thing. Now at Route sixty six, a big club, we all had our own. He's so proud of. We him. all had our. I was. We all had our own thing. My bouncing manager Andy, fucking Andy, had seven hundred and eighty two ways to put people in a chokehold because Andy was like a ripped about one ninety one ninety. Five at about oh, six feet wiry. tall, an old wrestler, <laughs> and so he was really quick. And I'll tell you what, nothing makes people fucking panic like not being able to breathe. Oh, yeah. Like I've seen guys in bars that were just ready to like, and then Andy gets him in a fucking chokehold. Like, okay, I give up. You know, it's like tapping <laughs> out. Yes, yes, I'll leave, I'll but leave, my leave. thing was always pushing into people into walls. And 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 in my my mind, I was like. If you punch somebody, you're in trouble. Somebody, uh, he punched him, you know? But if you slam somebody into a wall real hard and the police showed up, you could be like, well, hey, I just pushed him into a wall. Now, granted, push is a relative term, but that was my thing. Broke a few ribs. Slamming people into walls. But there was no way I was going to slam a 330-pound toucher into a wall. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't fucking <laughs> happening. Hey, you, you know? don't know but that was trying. That was my thing, and I had a lot of fun with that because, look, I and, and admittedly, there was some people, you know, you'd get somebody who was 150 pounds, just drunk as shit, and they needed to leave. And I would be, I would follow my Swayze thing, be nice, be nice. I don't know if I would wait for three times, be nice, be nice, be nice. But I was usually nice on the first one. And when they didn't listen, I had a lot of fun, th like physically throwing people. Because when you're only 5'10", you can get good leverage on people. You can, throwing yeah, people like is always a fun. like dummy or a but it, You know what I'm sled. saying, though? Like, the That's cops show working. up, and they're like, well, what happened? Oh, well, the bouncer punched somebody. Well, you're fucked. Yeah, you know, with Andy, done, if the cops show up, and Andy's like, hey, look, he was resisting, and I just kind of you know put him in a hold or whatever. Restrained no, him. No bruise. Yeah, restrained, no bruises, nobody's bleeding. So you couldn't punch somebody as a bouncer. And this was the early mean, 2000s, so it's still, it's still not the laws like today. But yeah, because you somebody they fall down you punch, they get brain damage yeah, you punch you fucked. can only do whatever but if you're pushing man hey i pushed him 
they fell. You yeah, know? it's usually nothing hurt but a bruised ego. At a that lot of point. good bouncer T- stories. Tauscher is in the Packer Hall of Fame as of he July twenty first of twenty eighteen. Huh, so I see, was, uh, okay, good, fucking good. I almost got in a goddamn pushing match with a Packer Hall of Fame <laughs> offensive <laughs> lineman. The, you know, the, had it been a defensive <laughs> lineman or a tight end or a linebacker, you should have took on a corner. Maybe I would have stood a chance. I almost got Chris into Jackie. it. I almost got into <laughs> it uh, with Leroy Butler one night. That was Man. that's another story. But um, yeah. Any other <laughs> position, but offensive linemen. It's literally their fucking job is to push yes. people. Look at this fucking guy. Angie just pulled up a picture of Tauscher in his fucking jersey. I'd have been fucking dead. I'd have been fucking dead. All the fucking abs in the world wouldn't have prepared shit. me to fuck with Mark Tauscher. He would have murdered me. God, oh, you God. know what? The they probably dissect this story. Pro- I think it was a fucking they setup. They probably fucking be. set me up. The Packer players probably came I mean, in. I can just see was- Bay trying to get in. He gets in his stance. Look at his fucking stance. <laughs> Andrew's got Tauscher pulled up in his fucking stance. I'd have been fucking dead. I'd have been so dead. Dave, Holy yeah, shit. Oh, you're going to come at me. All right, bro. He just gets <laughs> down. Oh, God, I'd have been fucking dead. Pass what protection. If he had, and the thing is, if he had crouched down, I'd have been like, what's this mother? I'd have been like, all right, I'm ready to go. And it's crouched down. <laughs> I'd have been like, what's this fucking guy doing? And then he comes out, you know, that first, yeah, that first yeah, the step, jab, the, the jab first step. jab step when they, oh, when they run the wind out of you, the like first you did jab the... step when they have a run play, the linemen step forward and yep, hit yep. and you shuck them, you know, they'll shuck under the pads. Broke your stance. would have gotten down into his stance and I'd have been like, what in the fuck? And before I got the fuck, <laughs> boom, he would have hit me. There was a wall about four feet away. I'd have fucking flown in. All the Packer players and the other bouncers were probably hiding around the corner. Look, oh my God. They were like, it's like Kevin Hart. Oh, oh my God, look at this shit. Here it comes. Oh my God, look at this. Come here, come here, y'all. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. about to get killed. You know what <laughs> I see? Fucking Dan Newhouse comes running out. Stop! Stop! You know what I can see just happening when you do when you're standing up God. like that and you're like, what the fuck's this guy doing? I just see you doing like a triple backflip. <laughs> he would have fucking murdered me. And I was a look. I, oh God! If anybody listening, I you know I know some people who were friends with him in college and stuff. I wonder if we should get. That would be a fun one. See if we can get Mark fucking Tauscher on here. Mark, do you remember you being remember some uh, 66? You're, you're just all breath on the ground like, guy, friend guy, of the pod, why'd you hit me uh, so podcast. hard, guy? Guy. Clint, hook us up. I'll reach out to us. Uh, He's like, yeah. I'll reach out to some friends who know him, and uh, and uh, he does radio stuff for the Packers yeah. and things like that. So I don't it was, know. It was probably William Henderson's uh, thing to uh, but, go around uh, all the bars. But yeah, so that put was the left tackles. That against was the bouncers. Uh, yeah, left tackles against the bouncers. But keeping uh, it in good, the football, right, good football right story. Tackle. Keeping Quinn, it in football. What a weekend! I tell you what, Quinn. The the playoffs every oh. playoffs every year. Everybody looks NFL forward, and college. Everybody looks forward to the playoffs because it's when things are really on the line. You hope that the teams are playing harder. You hope that there's more passion in the game. And some years, you just don't see it. The playoffs sometimes just don't feel like playoffs. They feel like, hey, this, this is just year, an ex- definitely this is. Is just almost an ex- like a gimme where the teams just, are so good, it's they either just roll so them. lobsided yeah. or a game just feels like an extension of the regular season. Quinn, we are our first weekend into the NFL playoffs, and holy shit. My God, I couldn't be happier. Between, you know, the college football games leading into this, and then the best time of the year, NFL football on Saturday and Sunday. Which is I phenomenal. Mean, you ain't doing shit this weekend around the house. <laughs> Just tell the wife, forget about it, honey. It ain't happening. Because those games were phenomenal all weekend. I mean, I I watched I mean, you, both the the Bills game. We, we were watching the Seahawks game here. 
I mean, he had he had two games oh, going to awesome. overtime. Yeah, and like two overtimes. even like the, like you said, even the last month, like even week seventeen, even the teams that had nothing to gain that wanted to play spoiler. Look at the Lions showed up against the Packers. The Dolphins, Fitz Magic yep. beat the Patriots, knocking him into the wild card round. Which Brady is two and two in wild card games and. He's lost his last two. I want to take so, a moment to discuss. Sorry, finish well, up. No, no, that's fine, but I was just going to keep going with, I mean, the the Bills, how they had it in the grasp of their hands yep. and then just let it all fade away. That's where I was going to go with that. Deshaun Watson, the guy was Jesus. going down on the one tackle. The other the other yeah, defender yeah, comes in, smokes him, stands him back up, and then Watson, Watson does a Watson thing. And then he just does a little check down, and the guy makes one man miss, and there's just all this yards, real state just in front gone. of him. I'm going to tell you who I'm most impressed with, and you guys know I am a – I shouldn't say Patriots fan. People get that mixed up. And I, am, I love Tom Brady, and I would love to see him get ring number seven next year with another team. Belichick and Brady completely radio silent as far as what's going to happen next year and understandably um, so I was really hoping for a Patriots win yesterday they just don't have the team they used to have Andrew, Dude, offensive Andrew line. we were talking about statistically where the Patriots at yeah. compared to the past as far as their receiving core their yeah, tight ends their like defense they had, the, they, they had the lowest percentage of separation rate of all the receivers their <laughs> tight terrible. ends ranked like towards the bottom of as far as production right but, so it was it was the first year where and, and you know, we talk about system quarterbacks and this and this. Uh, you know, the system wasn't there, and you can only do so much as an elite quarterback. We would be, you know, we would be naive to say that Brady hasn't lost a step in his age, but he still looks pretty good. But in any regard, I was I was hoping to see a Patriots win, but I found myself sitting there, and this is the first Tennessee Titans game I've watched this year. Watching, and I found myself sitting there. Watching fucking their running back, Derrick uh, Henry. Derrick Henry. Oh, he was such a beast at Alabama. 240, 250 pounds. Just 184 uh, every, yards, I think. Every fucking yep. time they handed the guy the ball, it was 10 yards. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Even if the blocking wasn't yeah. there, he was, like, always falling and forward. And he led, he led the league yeah. in rushing, which I understand. Yep. They said he had about 1,500 yards, which yep. awesome. Especially, especially this day Especially in today's day and yeah. age because, you know, you talk about the pinnacle of a Russian season is the 2,000-yard season, which has only happened, you know, Andrew, I'm sure well, you can look uh, it like up. Like eight times. Like I eight mean, times. Walter Payton, um, Barry Sanders. No. O.J. Simpson, um, Barry Simpson, Terrell Davis, Jamal Lewis. Um, Chris Johnson got it one year, didn't yep. he? CJ 2K. Yep, Chris Johnson got it. So Adrian fucking Peterson. Dude, fucking OJ, Henry, Adrian. If you watched, if, if you guys saw that last five minutes, that dude was not going to get stopped, even oh, if there yeah. was a car coming at well, him. See, no. You know what's great, Dave? If you'd have been a fan of college football, you could have watched him do that for like two, three years at yeah. Alabama. Is that what he saw? Like I said, I've, yeah, I've been he doing was, my he was the last one in their string where they had those big bruising backs Just at Bama. They had Mark Ingram, then they had Eddie... Cheeseburger, Lacey, cheeseburger. It's a chunky Lacey. soup, actually. And then, and then now that you know, then it was yeah. Derrick Henry. But yeah, he came in. He had a little bit of a slow start, but then last year that game on Thursday night where he had over 200 yards, including mm-hmm. that 99 yarder where he's like throwing people around. <laughs> yeah. That was like that was his turn where the light went on for him, and just he continued. It Can this you imagine year. being a cornerback and all you see well, is they number they 22 busting yeah. through the line? So and it's I got a tackle. That shit. That'd be like you know. 
obey trying to get past Tosher, you know? Oh, so you've seen his shoulders and knees coming at you. <laughs> no, I don't. We talked about this last week. I haven't had much of a chance to watch a lot of college football with, with my travel schedule. Is that what he was like at Alabama? Was oh, just he was fucking a fucking running, hammer. He was the hammer. They over. had him, and then uh, if you know TGA Yeldon is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he was their receiving back, and Henry was the fucking bruiser. And did they just give Henry the ball at Alabama left and right and yeah. fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Just, Man, he said, okay, now it, down. it is... They didn't really use Julio Jones to like his fulfillment. Oh wait, no, he was earlier than that. They had a couple like good wide receivers that you really didn't get to see that much of because Henry would just always put him in the meat grinder. He ran o- the Badgers when we played Alabama in uh, yeah, Texas Lambeau, Stadium. Yeah, yeah. No, in Texas. Oh, Stadium. in Texas Stadium, yeah. they played LSU. That was Derrick Henry. That like the third quarter was his time that he just. That's when they put their yep, foot on her throat. Over. Yeah, and because I, I, I didn't get a chance to 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 watch him play at all at Alabama, and so this was really one of the first times Eye I've. Opener, huh? Yeah, so for me, this is the first time that I've seen this guy play, and uh, I tell you what, it's Derrick Henry, right? Yep. Oh my God, uh, he's just six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds. Now he's not. He didn't look like the most nimble of running. He didn't look like the most nimble of running backs, but um, to, me, to me, he, uh, he, he just had the perfect combination of size and speed, and he knew when to put his shoulder down. He's, he had a good jump cut. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he had he's, that great one cut. And then could go well. It's just a great throwback he's, to yeah, see. He's bigger than he's bigger than every cornerback. He's bigger than every safety. <laughs> he's yep. a, a bigger than most linebackers. He's most bigger linebackers. than most of the linebackers nowadays. Because he used to have, I, I would say, the average size yeah, of linebackers like in the in the in the nineties yeah. and stuff used to be two fifty, two fifty five. Now we see a lot of linebackers of, well, in the two thirty range. Yeah, speed linebacker. I mean, you put, speed. You, yeah, you, you put him versus like Clay Matthews one on one. Who do you think's winning? Oh yeah, it's it's not even close. But it was so for truck stick uh, uh so as a football fan uh, for as much as i wanted to see uh the patriots win for tom brady it was still a very fun game for me to watch just to watch somebody play uh that at that level at that position and you know it, the nfl has become such a passing league that's what i like to about see the to running see back losing yeah. running back just go over there and and take over a game and, and be able to give you a win in the fourth quarter by just chewing up the clock oh and, yeah how about know, uh vrabel using the belichick yeah the the, the belichick penalty. trick where they i didn't even the belichick tried to get it back to him by uh jumping off sides yeah he tried to get so, the distance back. so what the rule is is before five minutes of the end of the game you know, when there's a penalty, they wind the clock. So a thing that a lot of teams do is when they feel they're too close, when they punt to the goal line, they'll take the delay just so they can move back so they have more room for the punter. So they did that, and so they wound the clock, chewed up another 40 seconds. Then they fall started, yep. chew up another 40 seconds, and then one of the Patriots leaned, so the guy jumped on the Titans to cause a delay to an encroachment. So the clock wound again. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. We were joking. Andrew and I were watching the game together. We were joking. Wouldn't it be ironic if Brady came back and win or came back and won and then he didn't have enough time? Like they, they, they scored with seven they seconds scored. and they're like, fuck, we could have uh, used we, that we another used minute. The time. Well, I can't believe that they didn't go for it on that fourth and six. You've oh, got Tom yeah. Brady in the playoffs. You have to. That three much minutes time left. and I you mean, didn't go for I it. I was really disappointed I was like, they didn't come go for that. On. You can kind of see considering, Yeah, especially considering that was a really controversial play for me because with the way Derrick Henry was running, uh, look, 
can you guarantee that he's going to march down the field 90 yards and get a touchdown? Maybe not. But look, he's, if, if he's getting three yards, he's getting carry, a first down. You know, and so that's all they needed. Look, they had well, to they stop had him. To, they had to put the ball in Tannehill's hands because he had to throw for the first down, which he yeah. did the first, yeah, first down. Yeah, probably and the I throw just, of his career, they were saying. Yeah, yeah, I, yep, they were saying that. Yeah, they probably was. Here's a guy. The funny stat with that is he has thrown an interception at all seven games at Gillette Stadium that he's played. But uh, I just I thought it was a fun game to watch. I will say, and I knew this was going to happen after they lost. Of course, the barrage of oh, screw you, Patriots. Is this the end of the era? Screw you, Brady. And yeah, we very well so. look. We very well could be seeing the end. Look, I think we're seeing the end of the dynasty. I don't know that you know the Patriots as an organization would have to do a lot in the off season to put the players around Tom Brady that they need to do get they to have, a championship. Do they have the cap space? Do they have the ability know. to do it? I think. If, I mean, that's if, the question. If Brady was confident, they, I think he. I think you could get a couple more people to take a, a pay cut just to win, but you're only going to get a couple people to do that. Look, Brady's super rich. He doesn't need it. But a lot of the other guys, look, they got families. This is, this is, this is, it's hey, this is, this is your time. Yeah, I'm not going to, it's a yeah. business. Absolutely. So um, I don't know that they're going to be able to put the people around him. And look, you talk about, I mean, look, who did he have for receivers? Yeah, he's got a couple of the little guys, but he's still have far. He didn't have a marquee receiver for the deep threat. Uh, he didn't have a Gronk. I mean, look how much look Gronk had to be double covered. The guy was six seven. Mm-hmm. Not having him was huge. There was people talking because, about because, like he, you know, it, it was your pick or poison because of either Adelman, they, they doubled when Adelman Amendola was Gronk. there. You know, and so Brady just didn't have that. You know, there was people joking yesterday about whether the outcome would have been drastically different had Antonio Brown stayed there, which I I argue that it probably Good would have if he was able to keep his head on straight. But then again, the situation in Pittsburgh could have been different had Antonio Brown stayed there or Oakland, but. Um, as far as the end of an era with the Patriots, I, I do, and we talked about this on last week's podcast. I, I think with the the slip that we're seeing, and Brady, look, Brady's still playing at a high level. Nine months from now, he's dude. Not he gonna, was chucking it pretty good yeah, last night, and even when he aired it out, they're talking about his arm strength. A couple of those those bombs. Granted, he had to step into it a little bit, yep. but he aired it out pretty good on that hail mary. Um, yeah, Tom Brady's and not Brady's still going to be able to come back and play next year. He's or obviously line. he's obviously not mobile like a lot of the quarterbacks are. Evenly, even some of your throwing quarterbacks. Rodgers is a throwing quarterback, very very much more mobile than Brady. Uh, Stafford for the Lions, you know, a pocket throwing quarterback. Stafford can move. We see some of the other quarterbacks. Uh, I think you could make an argument that Brady is the least mobile quarterback in the NFL. Uh, it would be and between him, Breeze, and, uh, and no, Philip Rivers. Breeze can <laughs> Dude, Phil Phil Rivers. 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 But have Breeze, you seen him run? I he think, runs like Terry Funk in Roadhouse. I, I, think, <laughs> I think Breeze is definitely clip more, clop, more mobile. Mind your own business, Dad. <laughs> well, and then today you had the, the Saints and Vikings game. That, overtime yeah. again. Another yep. little controversial. Yeah, thing. was it a push-off? Was, push was it not? It was <laughs> funny because as a Patriots fan or somebody wanting the Patriots to do well, and in the interest of uh, in the interest of full disclosure, here's how my rooting goes. I'm a Packers through and through. Okay, after the Packers for the last however many years, if the Packers are out, I feel and maybe uh, I'm competitive with everything I do. Okay, everything I do, like playing fucking Madden, you know, if if we or bouncing, if, if, bouncing, whatever. <laughs> so when when it comes down to playoffs, I feel like I have to be rooting for somebody. So I have to have like I have to root. I can't just watch yeah, be a playoff in game. It. Yeah, especially the Super Bowl. I have to root for somebody. So it's always been the Packers. And behind the Packers for the last how many years has been Tom Brady? Because I like Tom Brady because he's a fucking winner. And I don't care what people say about the Patriots cheating. I'm going to get into a little bit about that. We'll, we'll keep it short and sweet. But after the them, um, 
normally it would be the Pittsburgh Steelers after Brady, which is funny because some of the Steelers fans are like, eh, we fucking hate Brady, you know? A bunch of users, what do they know? No, I have some good friends from <laughs> Pittsburgh that hate Brady, so they're like, how do you go from cheering for Brady to the Steelers? But that's how I am. I want the Packers to win, Brady. I like Pittsburgh. I was a huge, huge fan of so many of their guys. Rod Woodson, Palomalu, James Harrison, um, Jerome Bettis, one of my favorite running backs of all time, mm. so there's been a lot of boss. <laughs> So I, I've been a big fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm always kind of rooting for Pittsburgh. Um, lately, I feel so bad for my boy Dauber. I promise, I promise Dauber, you know what? I'm your friend. If the Packers are out of it and Brady's out of it, I'll, I'll root for did. the Vikings. I'll root for the Vikings Ooh, for you. Never. Just because well, they're still Dauber, in. God, dude, Dauber needs uh, – he needs support. Uh, you know, we go, we'll go to games around here, and you'd be surprised how nasty – some Packer fans and Packer fans are known to be some of the nicest yeah, they're in the league. Pretty nice. You get them in a bar um, on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> no Packers way. fans, and there's somebody <laughs> wearing a Vikings jersey. I've been at bars where people have been like, and they're not rude enough to where they think I'm going to punch them in the face because I think people always probably chill a little bit. But Dobber doesn't even like watching Packer games at the bars because he'll wear his Viking stuff, and rightfully so, he's a fan. But some I've seen some people be like fucking assholes. Like bad to the point where it's like it's not even fun watching the game yeah, around it's like those that, people. That's beyond like football, yeah, sporting, and I'm, ribbing. And I look for as much else. as I like football and for as competitive as I am. And this is the way my dad was. This is the way I've always been. At the end of the day, it's just a game, you know. And for people to be rude or or violent or disrespectful over it. I don't like that. But in any regard, I said I would root for him. Um, I'm at a point right now where I was just talking to my friend J.M. Mannion. Uh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. One of the greatest mullets in history. Um, J.M. was in his wife, Deb, were giving me shit about liking Brady because they're from Pittsburgh. Through and through Pittsburgh Steeler fans, J.M. was like, because I joked. Deb was, I'm like, oh, I want to see Brady get number seven. And Deb was like, uh, I said, what if, what if Brady were to go to Pittsburgh and Brady and the Steelers together got number seven. And that was like, we'll get number seven without Brady. <laughs> and then JM was like, the city of Pittsburgh will throw the fucking stadium in the river before Brady's were black uh, those, and those yellow. Those Vikings fans were happy when Brett Favre came over and almost, yeah, gave, almost gave the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, um, but in, any, in any regard, I have to root for somebody. So now I'm left with hypotheticals. We still have the Packers in it, still have the Vikings in it. But if, if I don't have either of those, uh, I think Showtime Mahomes is Showtime who, who I'm going to be rooting for. Pat. But uh, yeah, but I would. I would it'd like be nice to, for Kansas City because they haven't had a Super Bowl win since three. Right. I would like to say this about Tom Brady and the Patriots because there was a barrage of screw Brady, screw the Patriots. Now, if you don't like Tom Brady because you think he's arrogant or pompous, eh, I don't really agree with that. Given the uh, you know extracurricular activities of so many players, I think Brady's kept his nose pretty clean. But if you don't like him because you think he's arrogant, fine. If you don't like the Patriots as an organization because you think they're cheaters and you want to see them lose, fine. I understand that as well. They've done some things that maybe you know they shouldn't have to, to gain an edge. But if you don't want to see the Patriots win because they're winning too much, the attitude, the attitude like I want to see somebody else win, that drives me crazy to no end. What you're saying is these guys are too elite. They've worked too hard. And there are people who are like that. And that is what drives me crazy. Not the people who think they're cheaters, not the people who think Brady's an asshole, but the people who have the mindset, oh, it would be nice to see somebody else win. You know who it's nice to see win? Whoever's the best. 
That's who I want to see win. And that's the shit that drives me. Like, look, I, it's easy for me to so joke. It's winners e- it's, win. It's that's easy what they for, do. It's easy for me to joke about, and, and I do bring up when people say the Patriots cheat. Look, I, I posted a thing yesterday on somebody's, uh, on, uh, on somebody's thing about, you know, an ostrich with its head in the sand for the fans were like, Oh, the Patriots cheat, but my favorite team doesn't, you know? (laughs) And I purposely said my favorite team to insinuate that it's fucking everybody. And again, I know some people think Brady is smug and I don't think he's that way, but I get it. So if some people are like, "Eh, he's cocky, whatever, we don't like him for that reason. But again, when people are like, Oh, it'd be nice to see somebody else win. No, I would like to see the best individual, the best team on any given day, the person that shows up to play the person who performs the best. I want to see that person winning. And if some team or some organization comes in and wins day in and day out, uh, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about people with that attitude, okay? People with the attitude that it would be nice to see somebody else win, it would be nice to see another team win, that's only when it's not your fucking team winning. Do you think any sports fan that supports any team across this entire country would be like, ah, you know what, our team's won six championships in a row, it would be nice to see another team win for once, you know, maybe the Lombardi trophy could go to somebody who never got it before, fuck no. You'd be like, we want trophy number seven that's what you would want look everybody out there wants to win so anybody with the mentality it would be nice to see another team win uh you're the same person it would be nice if my kid who's never practiced and doesn't show up to the weight (laughs) room got a ninth place participation trophy that's it the idea that somebody else should win because it would nice to be somebody else's turn that is a fucking loser mentality poppycock and it's toxic thinking it'll ruin people around you toxic toxic. i know you say that i know you say that here Here comes the defense well like you look at baseball this year the yankees didn't win a world series the whole year and yet they try to buy a world series the whole year the whole decade they try to buy a championship every year do, yeah, I, they do. I was happy about that. Oh, sorry. Are you a Yankees fan then? I'm not. Well, I'm not. You've got to be a Yankees fan. They're the best hey, team for, that for they the put little out bit, there. The little bit I know about baseball is that the Yankees had a kick ass farm system the last year. No, no, no. Andrew, there's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between. They buy the best players. There's a big difference between. Look. Am I a Yankees fan? No, but if they're performing better, and it's look, the, baseball. the baseball the baseball salary cap thing is fucked, right? <laughs> so I think we can all agree on that. That just the, yeah. just the way just they spend bit. money, right? Didn't somebody just get another new like record breaking contract? Yeah, they, oh yeah, every it year. happens every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they but, just have to pay a little fine. But if they so go luxury so, tax, right? So baseball is a different sport because they can just buy the best players. But look, if the best, and that's where, and I think that's where baseball is different than football. Look, football, it's harder to keep these. Teams together because you have a salary cap. Certain guys want to leave. There is free agency, but then they also do take the pay cuts so they can get yeah, the better but, players. But and baseball, is, baseball like, is different because baseball is just as far. Look, when there's no the same, well, then you there's can no go salary cap. You can Boring go to college football. But college the, football. But at the love. end of the day, but at the end of the day, Andrew, Alabama always gets the most five star athletes. At the end of the day, Andrew, I will agree with you that I I have. Baseball teams that I would like to see win. I I enjoyed seeing the Cubs win, not because I'm a Cubs fan, just because of the history and you know whatever. Um, I just being from Wisconsin, I am not much of a baseball fan. I enjoy watching baseball during the playoffs because I th- I think it's exciting, um, but I I'm not a baseball fan. I could not care less about the Brewers, but I would like but, if I'm have to root for a team, I would like to see them win. But I would not 
if a team year after year is bringing in elite players and they're working harder, they're practicing better, they're, you know, have a, a more aggressive pursuit to perfection or as close as they can get to that. And, and that is the reason that they are winning, then, then let them win. You know, it's like people who... I don't remember anybody well, crying about Michael Jordan when he was kicking ass back in the day and winning championships. No, Nobody I'm sure, ever hey, said look, I'm sure people, I'm sure people, well, people that people lived were, in Detroit and people that lived in Boston were like, oh, yeah. Michael Jordan's got enough rings. I, yeah, I don't like that. It wasn't that. like on see, the see, news like, like it is with Brady. I, I, I get that, but... Like Different I don't, time, I'm though. so happy that this year I don't that have to watch pussies. anything Brady related the entire Super Bowl week leading up to it. Okay, He's like but the why? best why, player why you, in the game. Why, you, why are you oh, not going to no, no, see no, that? No, I'm not going to get. Where, not why? The best player why in the game. are you? I'm sure Lamar is, has something to say. Why are you? Mahomes has something okay, to say about uh, that. But why are you happy that you're not seeing him? What is your explanation as to the reason? Because I've, I've never liked the Patriots. I've never liked anything that they've done. Okay, I cheered for them in one Super Bowl, and that was against the Rams because I felt the Rams were. It's reasoning. Look, and like I said, I will say like oh, cheating. Like, look, I think all teams are doing some sketchy shit, and it's just a matter of the Patriots yeah, getting the caught. The entire They've Seahawks defensive backfield was on the juice for God's sake. Yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> I, I think that. But if your reason, I don't like the Patriots because as an organization, I think they do sketchy shit. Then I understand. If you're saying the I don't like the gets Patriots, rubs and tugs down in Florida before oh, championship come games. Come on, guys, hey, he's like fucking in oh, his sixties. Oh, he's in sixties. You can, no, there's no defense for that. Okay, there's come no, on, there's no defense for the because apparently no, there. Apparently, look, there was apparently there was some sex, there was some sex trafficking shit going on. So look, it was a bad situation. But if you think, what discipline did he even get for it? None. No, oh, oh, so it should be because his buddy Goodell made sure nothing happened. It should happened. be illegal no, for old he's dude rich. to get a to get an old fashioned handy for <laughs> you know a hundred bucks. You did something illegal. If there would have been a video camera there and then they sold it to like Pornhub, then I would have been fine because that's legal. Those well, guys, what they did. We're gonna. We're not even gonna get into the legalities of prostitution. <laughs> You're right. My sophomore well, year I'm in right college. My sophomore year in college, I uh, did a speech that I got an A on on the legalization of prostitution. It was fantastic. The basis of my argument was that you can go in and pay for somebody to rub down your entire body for the purpose no other than physical pleasure. I can have somebody start at my neck, rub me all the way down to my toes for no reason whatsoever, other than me getting physical pleasure but the second they touch the old nuts then it's illegal it is uh it is no it, it is zone. a ridiculous law andrew i understand you can argue that you're not arguing the, the validity of the law but the law itself but i just thought i would let you you guys know that i got an a my sophomore year in high school and my professor so we had to write we had to do a speech on a controversial topic she said no death penalty no legalization of marijuana and i said all right i'm gonna do a speech on legalization of prostitution and how ridiculous it is and i got an a and uh, you speaking know. of a friends of the podcast, <laughs> there we go. Under the go home, under the go. Getting ready to shut it off like that. Like that's it. Like I, right like, away, a cold starts like talking a cold about shower legalizing prostitution. prostitution. Hey, Dave's over there. Oh, that's no, 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 put a disclaimer before it. Not all mic. members of the podcast <laughs> agree. Andrew goes into work on Monday morning. Hey, just so you guys know, podcast went a little sideways. I would like everybody to hear. To know, it went a little not, bit off the rails. I'm not in agreement with everything he said. 
I've only been waving my hand for the last 10 minutes of saying, go home. Go home. <laughs> I thought that meant next topic. Russell Wilson. <laughs> the po- can we Can we just... It's finished with Russell Wilson looking like Lionel Richie in the, in the press conference. Because <laughs> he's dancing on the sea. He's land. looking happy. Hello. Is it me? Well, I want to give a big oh. shout out to uh, Nakatomi Plaza because we were broadcasting from the 13th floor <laughs> of Nakatomi Plaza <laughs> overlooking the beautiful Fox Valley nestled, nestled overlooking Lake Winnebago. I kind of blew up, but you get the point. The waters are crystal clear and they always will be. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Bad Medicine Podcast. Any friends quick? <laughs> we got we got lots of friends. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ, keep it under 60. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's uh, not happening. I would like to send a happy new year to everybody. For my friends at S-Force Watches, uh, some of the holiday sales uh, have expired. Big stuff coming, big new drops for the new year. Keep an eye on that. Uh, so, uh, again, um, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, uh, now that the holiday sales are done, I'll be throwing out some discounts. I'll keep you guys uh, posted on the sales coming up. Uh, again, that's sforcewatches.com. If you find something you like and it's not on sale, um, hit me up. I'll see if I can, you know, let you know when sales are coming or whatever, get you a good deal, do what I can, give the old, uh, the old bad medicine podcast discount on a, on a new Boom. watch. We'll get you guys taken care of, but that's sforcewatches.com. Make sure to check them out. Because I believe S-Force Watches is going to be sponsoring one of our segments on the show relating to bad dating advice and how to dress for success. Ooh, yeah, hey. that, that could that could Boom. very well be. Very, <laughs> and we would like to we would like well. to you know we would like to remind everybody that we are still working on scheduling Frank Duke. So I know we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, Frank doing a lot of traveling, as you guys can imagine, he's still got a lot of different engagements that he travels for, not just here in the United States but abroad. There's all these there's all these martial arts awards all over the fucking world, <laughs> and you'd be surprised how much the guy travels. But I didn't want anybody to think about we forgot about that at the end of the year. Still look for That's Frank right. Duke. Coming up here, the original blood sport. And we have other guests coming up too that we can't talk about right now. They're, they're, Ooh, they're big and being secretive. Mm-hmm. That's right. Big Keep things coming the, in 2020. Keep you in the front of the MVP, Tom Brady, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, we're getting Tom Brady. We got Tom Brady. Some changes coming to the Bad Medicine Podcast coming up here in the next uh, probably, hopefully, two weeks. So we'll let everyone Maybe a know. Month. Maybe a month. Jesus Christ, I know <laughs> the way that everyone works Why does this guy want to make us work overtime? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, you're paying us time I'm and a half. I'm trying to keep us on track. Huh. All right, Jesus Christ. So now this is for the Appleton Oak, man of a thousand. I heard he's up to a thousand ninety poses. That's Ninety poses. Okay. Once he hits that 1100, <laughs> the Tauscher oh, forklift yeah. pose. Ah, Tauscher forklift. I love it. Kicked by Tauscher pose. <laughs> so for the Appleton Oak, man of a thousand ninety poses. Mason Quinn, Diamond Dave, and the answer. Good night now. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Bye.